<laughs> hey now, what up though? Jay Scott Smith here, the host of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. And you might be wondering why I call it the People's Podcast. Well, I've got a brand new reason for me to call it the People's Podcast because I'm putting the future of this show into your hands. This show is now on Patreon. And what Patreon is, it's going to help you. The JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right, looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month for $5 per episode, I'll shout you out on this show and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes. That's right, JSC exclusives. You'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else. For $10 or more per episode, now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show. You got a business, you want me to talk about it, I want you to sponsor my show. For $10, hit me up, send me the script, I'm putting you over. Plus you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it. For $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information, on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio, and you can truly help this become the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. Um, not coming back to play. Uh, too much of a toll on my body as I play. Um, I had fun while I did it, and I left it all out there in the field, so I don't have anything um, that's, that's kind of pulled me back. I am um, tapped out. What do you think about Marshawn Lynch back to playing with the Raiders? I um I actually went out to work with the Raiders not long ago, and I got to see Marshawn. We actually came into the league together, you know. So um, he's in a great situation. Just I had to be if I was to keep playing, I had to play in Detroit, and this wasn't for me anymore. Check it out. This is JSC Radio, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hey now, how the hell are you doing? My name is Jay Scott Smith. I'm back from vacation, damn it. And this is the 44th episode of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. Damn it, it's good to be back. Took a couple weeks off to go on vacation. The words you're going to hear a lot in this episode vacation. Yes, I took one, and I will get into that on the second half of this show. But first, let me get all the housekeeping out of the way. I want to thank each and every one of you who checks out The Mothership, jscottsmith.com, your official home of JSC Radio. But, you know, you can also get at me on SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com slash JSC Radio. You can also get at me on Apple Podcasts. Simply hit that subscribe button, and you don't have to do anything else Every Thursday, just about, this show will show up on your feed. Also want to give a big ups to everybody listening on Google Play. Everyone on Stitcher Radio, thank you, damn it, thank you. I want to big up, of course, my man Doc Illingsworth. You'll hear some of his music coming up during the show as well. Also want to shout out my man Rufio Jones, Ruth Jones of Detroit City. Go check him out on YouTube. He started this new YouTube show called Allow Me which he actually decides to sample random food 
to save you the trouble of possibly running into something bad. So allow him to take care of it for you. That's allow me. Go hit that subscribe button. Look up Rufio Jones on YouTube. Rufio, R-U-F-I-O Jones on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and check out Allow Me. Also want to shout out the Weekend Sports. Big ups to y'all for being supporters of JSC Radio. And I think I got all that shit out of the way. It's been too damn long. It's been basically three weeks since I blessed y'all with an episode. Episode 44 of JSC Radio. We out here. Bilingual, damn it. Just making things happen. And I want to say again, thank you for putting up with me. Thank you for supporting the site. Thank you for supporting the JSC Words of Wisdom. And most of all, just thank you for having my back. It's good to be back here. Been getting asked, when's the podcast coming back? When's the show coming back? It's back now, damn it. Be sure to share it on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at J. Scott Smith. You can follow the show on Twitter at JSC Radio. So what are we talking about this week? What do you think we're talking about this week? It's the slowest damn sports week of the year. Baseball's All-Star game was two days ago. The Major League Baseball's at the All-Star break. NFL training camps don't start in most places for a week, in some places two or three. The NBA season been over. The NHL been over. And don't you dare, when I brought up the NBA season been over, don't you dare bring up that damn NBA Summer League. I'll get to that in a second. The actual real NBA season been done. And in the amount of time that I've been gone from here, the awards were handed out. Before we get to the main focal point of this show, as you heard there in the open, while we were gone, the NBA had its award show. And uh, hmm, I could have swore that I heard on a podcast a couple months ago that its pick for the MVP was uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, could you help me out here? Who won the NBA MVP? And the winner of the 2017 Kia NBA Most Valuable Player Award is Russell Westbrook. That's who I thought won the damn MVP. That's right. Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder, who just got himself a new, for at least a year, tag team partner in Paul George. This dude wins the MVP and gives one of the more emotional speeches you'll hear, especially from a dude like Russ Westbrook, who's not always known for being the most, you know, kind and cuddly individual, but he gets up there and cuts an amazing promo, like goes full babyface up there, including this nugget about his brother, which has so many people's heartstrings just getting tugged on out here. My little brother, uh, my road dog, you mean so much to me, man, you, you're my role model, you're my role model. I look up to you, man, I, I, I truly look up to you, you're amazing, blessed, I'm, I'm so happy to have you as my brother, um, I wouldn't trade it for any, anything in the world. Um, a lot of you guys may not know, but my brother just got his master's two weeks ago. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of him. Uh, just not just for that, but just the man he is today, man, just for helping me lift me up every single day. My brother, man, he, he texts me every single game at halftime, every game. 
since I've been in league, he texts me every game at halftime. He don't got to do that, man. He does that because he's a, he, he has a kind heart, and he looks out for me. Man, I love you from the bottom of my heart, brother. I promise you. I appreciate everything, everything you do for me. Everything. Everything. And I love you, brother. So, yeah. Not to say I told you so. Not to, you know, pat myself on the back. Not to toot my own horn. But toot, toot. Damn it, I called it. Russell Westbrook winning the NBA MVP. James Harden, the guy who came up second in the MVP voting, just made a boatload of money this past weekend. But ton of money. The Houston Rockets paying this dude $227 million. A four-year, $227 million extension. That's $57 million a year. That came like, what, two or three days after Steph Curry got signed to his new contract, which would pay him $201 million, $40 million a year. The NBA has turned into silly season with the bread that gets thrown around here. And I, 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 I put it best, if you're listening to this show on jscottsmith.com, and you should be, then you see what I refer to it as. It's monopoly money because of the bump in revenues and the higher salary cap. And, of course, you know, the bargaining agreement that they all came to came to a consensus on. These NBA contracts, these max deals, and there are some guys getting max deals that ain't got no business having the word max deal in the same sentence with their name. But these max deals are giving dudes crazy amounts of money. Tam Hardaway Jr., who was drafted by the New York Knicks, who was then traded by the New York Knicks, comes back to the New York Knicks for $71 million. Tim Hardaway Jr., pretty good player. From all accounts, pretty good guy. That dude ain't worth $71 million to the New York Knicks, who seem to be on the verge of shipping out Carmelo Anthony. Where you're going to have, so what? You're going to have Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Tim Hardaway Jr., and who else? I clowned the Knicks for the longest. So I did a whole episode clowning the Knicks on, on this show. You, you go back into the archives and look up the episode called Knicks, please. You already know what the hell I'm talking about. But the NBA is out here throwing around ridiculous amounts of money. Dumb amounts of money. The type of money that makes you wonder what the hell was I doing not learning how to dribble a basketball or drive to the hoop, or if I were only maybe an inch and a half or two taller, I'd be able to throw down on some fool's head and get paid $35 million a year. And then you got all the NFL players. I'm getting to the, to the subject of this, so hang with them. Then you got NFL players all on the Twitter, all in their feelings for the second straight year, because last year it was ridiculous, and this year it's even more so. All in their feelings, basically saying... I'm going to teach my kid to play basketball. You should, by the way. You should be sending your kid out there to get his head bashed in playing football. I'm saying that as a guy who used to play football. You're not sending your kid out there to bash his head in when he can just simply, you know, learn how to dribble, learn how to shoot, play a little defense, and apparently he'll get paid $18 million a damn year to be a guy who averages like 12 points a game. I see you, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. By the way, big ups to the Pistons for actually making a trade for somebody that another team wanted. And then jettisoning the aforementioned Caldwell Nope, as I like to call him, 
And you got all these Piston fans and their damn feelings because, oh, but what happens if he goes and becomes this, this big-time superstar? What about Chris Middleton? Look, 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 look. Chris Middleton, first and foremost, they got rid of Chris Middleton so a guy like, dare I say, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope could get more burn, and they got burned by that. When did my city become so soft? Again, you heard how this show started. This all comes together. When did my city become so soft that we're afraid to make trades because God forbid the guy goes someplace else and becomes big? It wouldn't be the first time. It sure as hell wouldn't be the last. Trust me, I have to live with seeing Max Scherzer in a Washington Nationals uniform doing the types of shit he should, he should still be doing for the Detroit Tigers. I know that feeling. But, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope is not Max Scherzer. He's not Allen Houston. Okay? He's not John Smoltz. He's not going to come back and bite this franchise in the ass. It's not going to happen. So stop tripping. Quit worrying. Let him go. He was a mediocre player on a mediocre team. Oh, but the, the KCP. Yeah, Please, show me all those great KCP clutch moments in playoff games. Oh, that's right. He only played in four of them, and they lost all four. Come on, dog. This whole adhering to loyalty, we got to keep them around because they might be good someplace else. That's a loser mentality. And speaking of loser mentality, that brings me to the subject matter of the first part of this show, and that's the Detroit Lions. It's July the 13th. I really shouldn't be talking about this team for at least a month. I figured I was going to get to at least August before I was forced to have to do my yearly Lions episode. But this is not going to be a Lions episode. This is a Calvin Johnson episode. What you heard at the start of the show was Calvin Johnson. Arguably, if not the best wide receiver in Detroit Lion history, he's probably number two. Arguably, the biggest marquee name to wear a Detroit Lion uniform, not named Barry Sanders. He retired from the NFL just before last season. Lions ended up starting off 9-4. and four. Oh, We went all through this. Go back into the archives. Go back to the early part of this year to, to, to go through that. I don't have the mental bandwidth or the energy to have to rehash that with them. Just go check out... Just go check out the first episode of 2017, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So, Calvin retired. Calvin spent eight years with the Detroit Lions. He was drafted in 2007. Needless to say, he was the one of the two times a day a broken clock was right when we're referring to Matt Millen. And hell, Matt Millen was so shitty that he was a broken clock that was only right once. That, that's all you need to know. Calvin Johnson was the easily the best draft pick he ever made. By far. Dude was a super freak. He was nicknamed Megatron by Roy Williams. On a team that went 0-16 his second year in the league, the Lions went 0-16. Yet somehow he managed to be near the top of the NFL in receiving numbers. In the top of the NFL in yards per game. This dude managed to lead the league in touchdown receptions. He had 12 touchdown catches in 2008 for a team that lost all 16 games. You want to know what's even crazier? The Lions 
as a team had 18 total touchdown catches. This dude lit, literally had three, he had three quarters. He had about 75% of the touchdown catches that year for the Detroit Lions. He's a holder of nine franchise receiving records. He's a holder of nine NFL records. This man played his ass off on a team that really didn't go out of its way to build around him. They went out of their way to build around Matthew Stafford, a guy that, again, I've gone into it over and over again. Go back to the earlier line episodes, and you'll see that. I just ain't got time right now to talk about, about damn Matthew Stafford. So, you have the Lions, who had Calvin Johnson. He made it eight years. The Lions had two. Two winning seasons in eight years with Calvin Johnson. Two. Two. I can't stress that enough. You have a Hall of Fame wide receiver. A guy who made the driftwood that they were running out there in 2008 seem serviceable as long as he was on the field. He's a guy who made a decent quarterback in Matthew Stafford look like a superstar because he was making some of the most obscene and outlandish catches with two and three and four guys on him and diving and reaching out and catching one hand, making one hand grabs. Calvin Johnson was a monster. The name Megatron fit him perfectly. And he retired at the end of the 2015 season as the Lions had another losing year. He retired after eight years. He was 30 years old, about the same age as Barry Sanders, by the way. He's beat up. His injuries to his back and his shoulder, his hand, especially there's one of his fingers is all just turned inside out. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous how good he was. And it's absolutely ridiculous the type of things that he put up with as a Detroit Lion. But yet all the Lions organization has ever done is really catered to Matthew Stafford ever since he got there. They've catered and coddled Matthew Stafford to death. Calvin Johnson had gotten beaten up. He saw the writing on the wall. He had two winning seasons. And each year they had a winning year. They chased it with a terrible one. And he'd had enough. I mean, he got out. And he'd largely been quiet. He did the one ESPN interview where he talked about his injuries and how at one point he had to start popping Vicodin just to get back on the field because he was hurt. But he largely stayed away from taking swipes at the organization. He kind of kept quiet until the last couple of months when it started to come out that Calvin Johnson was being pursued for money on his deal. Since he retired, the Lions decided they were going to come and try to take some of that money back in typical Detroit Lion fashion. Calvin, a guy who was, again, when it came to the wide receiver party he was essentially for the Lions he was the Barry Sanders of wide receivers Barry gave the Lions 10 years Calvin gave him eight you had 18 seasons with Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson combined you had one playoff win and eight playoff appearances six of them came from Barry and only the one playoff win came from Barry now's it so Calvin has given all his body, he's given his time. And you know what he said at 30 years old? I ain't got to take this shit. I'm not going to sit here and get beat up on a team that ain't going nowhere. But he didn't say it out loud. 
until the Lions made it a point to try to take that money back and demand that money back from him after he retired. And he'd had enough. He was pissed. So he's in Italy for the Italian version of the Super Bowl because they play American football in Italy, something that they do in Italy and in Germany and parts of England. And there's a few other places in Europe where they play football. And he was there for promotional appearances and everything else. And he does a press conference, and they asked him a bunch of questions, such as the question you heard at the beginning, and I'll, I'll play it for you again, when he was asked about Marshawn Lynch and the whole prospect of him coming out of retirement. Um, not coming back to play. Uh, too much of a toll on my body as I play. Um, I had fun while I did, and I left it all out there in the field, so I don't have anything um, that's, that's kind of pulled me back. I am um, tapped out. Do you think about Marshawn Lynch back to playing with the Raiders? I um I actually went out to work with the Raiders not long ago, and I got to see Marshawn. We actually came into the league together, you know. So um, he's in a great situation. Just I had to be if I was to keep playing, I had to play in Detroit, and it just wasn't for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. So that that line about I'd have to go back to Detroit. Just just listen to the way he said that. It's like. I would have to go to Detroit. He made it sound like that would be the worst possible thing in the world for him. Oh, but don't worry. He further expanded upon exactly why that would be the worst possible thing for him. You set many records, but you never got to the big one. You never got to the Super Bowl. You played on two playoff games. Mm -hmm. have, you, have you ever thought about changing team to target someone else? And if so, where should, could you have put yeah. <clears throat> Of course. I mean, I, I thought about it. You know, um, just like in basketball, you know, guys, you know, they create, you know, these super teams, but it's not quite like that in football where I had the freedom just to go. Um, I was stuck in my contract with Detroit, so, and they told me they would not release my contract, so I would have to come back to them. So um, I didn't feel like there was a chance for them. I didn't see a chance for them to win a Super Bowl at the time, and for the work that I was putting in, you know, it wasn't worth my time to keep on beating my head against the wall, you know, for, and, and not going anywhere. It's definition of insanity. So now that he says this, by the way, as I'm hearing that and I'm listening to it and I'm taking it in, I have the reaction of what's the problem? Show me the lie in what he said. What he said is true. The Lions are not going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. They haven't won a playoff game in a quarter century. So why would he believe that there's something going to turn around and win a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback and a doofus coach and a defense that is hit or miss at best and a team that doesn't seem to want to address its needs, that it spent years and years and years trying to just stack the deck for their quote-unquote franchise quarterback who they're about to pay an obscene amount of money to for a guy who's, who's legitimately never won a thing, never had a – Never had a division title, never won a playoff game, clearly has never gotten to a Super Bowl, has had two winning seasons in his career, and the Lions are about to pay him a ton of money. I don't blame Calvin Johnson for retiring. But see, when Calvin spoke out like that, a lot of the simp, bleeding heart, Lion fans got their panties in a bunch, and they got all hurt, and yes, you got some clowns from, who are league quote-unquote reporters saying really stupid things like, let me, let, like stupid things such as Calvin Johnson, while he was right for what he said, 
it just seems it just seems wrong for him to badmouth the team that gave him 113 million dollars as Ross Tucker from the NFL Network put it that just gave him 113 million dollars let me help you out here sunshine uh they didn't give him that money he earned it and hell honestly I would have demanded more he got paid 113 million dollars by this franchise that went out of its way to cater to the quarterback who kept leading him into routes that would get him lit up every time he went up the middle or over the top. A guy who was a turnover machine. That's who they hitched their wagon to, not him. They paid him a bunch of money, but they didn't make a big effort to try to build that team into something that's a legitimate winner. They just wanted to make sure that their quarterback was happy. And he had enough, and he retired. He spoke out about it. This idea that an NFL player has to keep his mouth shut even in retirement, despite the fact that they won't release him and they're demanding money back now that he's retired. And if he tries to come back, he has to go to Detroit. And there's no way in hell they'll trade him and there's no way in hell they'll release him. He mentioned something in the midst of all this about the quote-unquote super teams in the NBA. And this goes back, as I'm about to wrap this segment up, This goes back to what I've been talking about with Kevin Durant. How people are all angry and they're quick to say that these teams treat these men like slaves. It's like slave labor. They're treated like slaves. Yet they get mad when one of the quote-unquote slaves speaks out about their treatment. Yet they get mad when one of the quote-unquote slaves bails off the plantation. There aren't any worse contracts in American sports than NFL contracts. Richard Sherman just tweeted out like the NFL would have to go on strike to get the kind of money and the kind of guaranteed contracts that baseball players get, that hockey players get, and that NBA players get. But they don't do that. And that's what leads to situations like Calvin Johnson. Remember, Marshawn Lynch came out of retirement. The Seahawks did not have to trade him. He was still under contract with them despite having retired. The Seahawks actually did the right thing and let him go. The Lions are known for not doing the right thing. Obviously, they've never won a Super Bowl, never been in a Super Bowl. They have one playoff win in 60 years. Clearly, doing the right thing is not their motif. But for people to tell Calvin Johnson he's not allowed to say anything, why not? Well, you you played for them. You, you, you got to be loyal to him. You can't badmouth it to shut up. That's part of that little simp-ass... It frustrates me to no end. That's a part of that simp-ass attitude that a lot of Lions fans have. Don't criticize our boys. Don't do that. that. That'll hurt their feelings and they won't play as well. If they're that soft, they don't need to be there. That's why the Lions have been able to get away with what they've been getting away with in Detroit for so long. Because of that soft-ass attitude. But you they paid you a bunch of money. How dare you badmouth them? So? Just because... Here's the thing. They may pay you a lot of money. They don't own you. They don't own you. And last thing, remember what I said about Kevin Durant. When I said that, what's that being loyal get you how's that how's that being loyal hotline sounding right now you want to know what being loyal gets you it gets you eight years on a shit franchise 
And when you get so beat up and fed up, you retire because you know set franchise holds on to your rights and they won't let you go because they don't want you to succeed without them. That's what loyalty gets you, especially in the NFL. So the next time you want to talk to me about Kevin Durant's a coward and he he rode coattails, first off, you're an idiot if you actually think he rode coattails. Secondly, you're an idiot because all you got to do is look at these NFL players and look at these guys on these teams where they can't move. The NFL still has this archaic system where they don't have guaranteed contracts in 2017. And the NFLPA apparently hasn't grown a set to be able to step to the NFL and demand it. And you get situations like Calvin Johnson. I don't blame Calvin Johnson for going in and saying what he said about the Lions. And I sure as hell am not going to sit here and listen to Lion fans who sit here and just think that if you just say nice things about them, they'll play better. No. Calvin Johnson deserved a hell of a lot better than what he got. But the man got out when he did. And hopefully, hopefully, any injury that he suffered as a player won't lead to something debilitating down the line. Because by all accounts, he's a good guy. He spent eight years on this team. He kept his mouth shut. He was gracious so often. He was gracious under so much pressure and under so much fire in Detroit. And yeah, he got frustrated and fed up. If you were a Detroit Lion, you'd be fed up too. Hell, this guy has a damn rule named after him because referees apparently don't seem to know what the hell an incomplete pass is. P.S. That wasn't an incomplete pass. It was a touchdown. It was a touchdown. His both hands, his both feet, his ass all hit the ground. It's a touchdown. He had control of the ball. Calvin Johnson had that sort of influence on the league. So for those of you who want to tell him to shut up, no, you shut up. That man owns nine different franchise records and nine different NFL records, including having once gotten 329 yards in a damn game. He made Matthew Stafford look like the superstar that he's not. If Calvin Johnson wants to rip the Lions, I'll turn up his damn mic and tell him to let the chopper sing. Damn it. Lion fans need to grow up, need to man up, and you stop being so damn childish and move on. Instead of demanding that Calvin Johnson be quiet and not besmirch your beloved Lions, how about you use some of that venom and demand better from this team? Because as I said back in January, hope is not a goddamn strategy. My name is J. Scott Smith, and this is episode 44 of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. Coming up after this break, I bring you another edition of the J. Scott Smith JSC Radio Words of Wisdom. I just got back off of vacation, and I'm going to talk to you all for a couple of minutes about why that's something that you all need to do. Stop hoarding those damn vacation days and put them to damn use. This is JSC Radio. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. 
Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey now, it's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of JSC Radio, which you can now hear on Stitcher Radio. That's right, Stitcher is radio on demand. Now you can download the free app today and it's available on iOS, Android, as well as Nook and Kendall Fire. You can take JSC Radio anywhere. The app is free. You can listen anytime, anywhere. Now, if you're wondering what Stitcher is, Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all of your favorite shows, plus discover 40,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows, such as JSC Radio. You can create custom playlists. You can rate and review this show and others on Stitcher. Please drop a friendly review on the show. Not only is Stitcher available on all smartphones and tablets, it's also in over 4 million car dashboards. It's on demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory on any of your devices. You can stream your favorite podcasts, like JSC Radio, for free on Stitcher. You don't have the Stitcher app? Simple. Go to Stitcher.com today or check out the App Store on whichever device you use. Stitcher Radio. Be sure to check it out. This is JSC Radio. Second down and 10. On the slant, here is Calvin Johnson. He's going. Calvin Johnson being chased by four Cowboys. Inside the 10 and knocked out of bounds at about the 2 or 3. It was Jeff Heath who did it. 87 yards for Calvin Johnson and breezed by the Dallas defense. Well, a quick play fake to Reggie Bush opened up the underneath coverage. It took away the straight shot to Calvin Johnson. Right now, Brandon Carr thought he had help inside. It all disappeared because of the play fake, and it's amazing that a guy this fast, that, or I should say this big, with these great hands and this kind of leaping ability also has this kind of speed. This is JSC Radio. Welcome back. Jay Scott Smith here. Episode 44. Creeping up on yet another milestone next week, the 45th episode. But before we go into 45, got to stick here for 44. And remember, be sure to hit up jscottsmith.com. The mothership. Hit the website up, jscottsmith.com. Again, want to thank all of you who are listening on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, those of you who are supporting me on SoundCloud, despite the fact that uh, SoundCloud might be in a bit of trouble, but they're hanging in there with us. Also want to thank Stitcher Radio and Google Play. I want to apologize for some sound issues we might be having for some reason. This equipment is kind of giving me a little bit of shit today. You know what could help that out? Becoming a patron on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash jscradio. And you can help this show get bigger because anything you happen to pledge to become a patron will go toward building up this show. It will go toward helping this show get better equipment, get better setups, and it can also get your company out there. If you run a business or you have something you want to promote, hit up Patreon.com and we can work something out, playa. It's just that damn simple. Again, Patreon.com slash JSC Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at J. Scott Smith. You can follow the show on Twitter at JSC Radio and be on the lookout tomorrow morning for the JSC Words of Wisdom. Use the hashtag JSC Wow. All one word. And speaking of which, 
It is that time once again. This worked out so well on the last episode that I figured I'd drop one on you for this week. And this week's episode comes after a two-week hiatus where I went on vacation. Now, on the website tomorrow morning, you'll get a longer extended version of this. But what I wanted to do is just address where I've been. And I want to at least lob a little, a little advice out to you. It had been a full decade, 10 years, since I took a vacation. I know that sounds really outrageous and really outlandish, but it's true. I went a full decade without going on a vacation. And it showed. It showed in how my work it sh- my work went down. It showed in my body language. It showed in my face. Everything you can think of. On the site, I'll go into longer detail of why it was it took me 10 years. But here's the thing. I talk about success a lot. And I talk about people putting in the work to become better and reach your peak, reach your final form. Since we're talking, like I'm talking about Cell (laughs) and Dragon Ball Z. You want to reach your perfect form or whatever form you see fit. And on the side, I've talked about being consistent. I've talked about paying it forward. Treat people well. That's something I always will say. Treat people well. But I'm also about taking care of yourself. I say that all the time too. Take care of yourself. It's the first thing I say when I close out a show. Take care of yourself. One of the ways to take care of yourself is to allow yourself to rest. Ten years ago, I was finishing up at uh, 96.5 WQHH in Lansing. And I had been eyeballing the 4th of July, which, similar to this year, which just passed, 4th of July fell on a Tuesday this year, fell on a Wednesday in 2007. And instead of having 4th of July weekend you had fourth of july week just like we did last week and when i tell you getting back to detroit getting back to michigan getting back home i love you philly but detroit's home getting back home and just getting away from everything is one of the more liberating feelings you'll have now, I understand some of you work really hard. A lot of you work really hard. And the fact that you take any time to listen to even one word my ass says, I'm grateful for that. But I understand you work hard. And these days, it's not easy out here. But companies give you time off for a reason. Companies give you room to breathe for a reason. Those days off, those personal days, those sick days, and those vacation days are there for a reason. Damn it, use them. What you waiting for? What you holding on to them for? What are, what are you trying to uh what are you trying to do? Why are you holding on to them? What, so it makes you feel better? You think there's gonna be some award waiting on you for not using them? Most cases, most companies, you use them or you lose them. Straight up. Where I've worked, you either use them or you lose them. So why not put them to use? And I don't just say that just flippantly. People get affected by not taking care of themselves. And one of the things that I've mentioned 
in numerous blogs and in numerous things at times I've talked to people is that we got to start taking better care of ourselves mentally as well as physically. And for me to go on vacation last week was at the perfect time for me. And there have been all kinds of studies done. There's a study that I spotted in Fortune magazine from this company called Project Time Off where they obviously look at people taking time off, taking time off for vacations and everything else. And one of the things that the study found was unused vacation days cost the U.S. economy $236 billion, with a B, billion dollars last year because of lost spending. But there are also penalties to pay at the individual level. Employees who forfeit vacation time, those people who just refuse to take time off, they want to just push through it. They are also lower performers. This is according to the study. Compared to their counterparts who take all their vacation time, which I sure as hell plan on doing, they are less likely to have been promoted within the last year, 23 to 27%, and to have received a raise or bonus in the last three years. And surprisingly, they also report being a lot more stressed. Now, again, I, it's not that I haven't tried to go on vacation. And hell, often I look at people who are on vacation all the time, because that's the other end of the spectrum. People who are on vacation all the time. Like every time you look up, their ass is going on a trip. And it's like, damn, do you work? But here's the thing. Jim Rome has said it best. I take a lot of vacation time because I get a lot of vacation time. And you, you earned it. You work for it. So make the most of it and take some time to yourself. I went back home and just zoned out. I felt free for the first time in a while. Trust me, I miss being on this microphone and I miss doing this for you guys. Don't get, don't get it twisted. But to just take a step back on a holiday week, no less. And you can eat good food and you enjoy the company of people you care about. You see some fireworks and you just get to be away from everything. When I, when, and when I break, Damn it, I break. I cut off work email. I ain't checking for nothing that has to deal with anything that's going on at that job. I don't want to see it till I get back. Because when I disconnect, I want to disconnect. Getting home to see the city. Getting home to see family. Getting home just to relax and to breathe and get away from everything. That's a liberating feeling. And I know a lot of y'all work hard. And a lot of you... Push yourselves and you grind it out here hard. Some of you are listening to this in your car. Some of you are listening to this in your headphones at the gym. Some of you might be at work. <laughs> I appreciate that too. Take me to work with you. But whatever you're doing, you got to take time for you. And you see it in people who haven't had a lot of time off. They get to the verge of breaking down, man. That's tough. And you're the one who determines your success. You're the one who determines how far you go. And occasionally to get to where you want to go, you got to take a break. You got to step back. And this is the perfect time of year to do it. You see it around offices all over the country. Hell, you see it on TV. You see it everywhere. People are taking time off, man. Some of these jobs give you a week, two weeks, three weeks. Some people get four, five, six weeks of vacation. My God, what I would do with six weeks. You imagine giving me six weeks of vacation, essentially an entire month and a half off, 
and you allow me to sprinkle that over 12 months? Are you kidding me? I'd love it. But one of my main hangups for the longest about why I didn't take vacations, and this is going to sound silly, is that, for one, I was young. I'm 27 years old 10 years ago. So I was young, and I had a misplaced fear that it would be held against me if I took the time off. As silly as that sounds, I had this thought that if I took time off, I was going to be penalized for it. Now, obviously, in retrospect, it looks and sounds really dumb. But that's the mindset we get into here in the United States. We don't take our time off, and that leads to disgruntled people at work. And I don't mean disgruntled grabbing a gun and shooting up a place. I mean people who are not in good moods, people who are unhappy. You're unhappy with yourself. You're stressed out, and you just let it build and build and build. Take some time to yourself. Self-care is a term that gets thrown around a lot. Vacations are self-care. And you don't have to jump on a plane and fly to some exotic location. You don't have to jump on a plane and fly to Bali or fly to Australia. Or you ain't got to jump on a bird and go to any place in the Caribbean. You ain't got to go to Hawaii, anything like that. Sometimes the simplest thing is to jump your ass in a car and just go up north. If you're in Michigan, just go up north. If you're in Pennsylvania, go drive up into the Poconos. Or just go down by the down by the Jersey Shore. Or go down to Ocean City in Maryland. If you're on the West Coast, take your ass to the beach or go up into the mountains. Do whatever you got to do. But you ain't got to go on some exotic trip. Sometimes the best vacations are the ones where you go nowhere. Because you're feeling like you're finally able to be free. That's what I experienced. I was away from work for 10 days. I was away from this show for two weeks. And again, I apologize for not being here with you guys last week. And I, I certainly apologize for not having the JSC words of wisdom up last week. But I was laid back. And you'll see that tomorrow morning. This full blog will go into my vacation story and what you can do for you. But for those of you who are listening, just take a second and you can tweet this at me at J. Scott Smith or at JSC Radio. Just tweet at me. What is your ideal vacation? Is it an exotic trip? Is it a cross-country drive? Is it jumping on a train and going someplace? Is it going to some tourist attraction? Is it staying at home and just kicking your feet back in your backyard? Tweet at me at J. Scott Smith or at JSC Radio. Hit me with the hashtag vacation and let me know what you do to unwind. Because the thing about being successful and the thing about being happy, because that's what really is a part of success is how happy you are. It doesn't make a difference how much money you make. It doesn't make a difference where your standing is in society. It doesn't make a difference if you got a big-time job or if you're just working fast food. It's are you happy? Are you comfortable with who you are and where you are? And the easiest way to get there is to occasionally just step back and be and relax. Take some time and do something good for yourself. Even if it means taking a few days off work and just going to sit by a beach and just be alone in your thoughts. Relax and chill. Because you, you, that's right, you, sitting in your car listening to this, or you, walking on the treadmill listening to this, or you, yeah, you too. Get your finger out of your nose. I, I, I see that. Get your finger out your nose. Sitting there in your kitchen listening to this, 
Please don't put your finger up your nose while you're cooking, for God's sake. Or at least wash your... Did you wash your hands? You need to wash your damn hands. You are the source of your happiness. You are the source of your success. And some of the best steps you can take to being successful involve taking no steps at all and simply sitting down and letting things just be. My name is Jay Scott Smith. I'm telling you to take care of yourself. You heard me. Take care of yourself. God bless. Always there to be different. Always have your pet spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. I appreciate all the support I'm getting on jscottsmith.com. Shout out to Jasmine Duke. Her book, I'm Black and I Have a Dad, is coming out soon too. Be sure to check her out at The Female Condition. Hit up jscottsmith.com. And I'll see your ass next week. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.